You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Now, on this episode, we're going to be doing a hunt recap basically so far this hunt. Now, next week is going to be a full recap of how the whole hunt went, what my last few days looked like there, and Nick and I, we were side by side like the entire time. So we're going to cover all of that, all the events that unfolded. And unfortunately, even now, there's not a solid ending to this hunt, and you'll see why. If you want to get a sneak peek of what I'm talking about, you can go and check out Tyler's page, and watch the video that he released. Man, what a roller coaster. This is one of the, the coolest hunts of my life. Because, I mean, I was floating into a public island that I had never been to. And only with the info of a duck hunter saw a big buck there. And so I was like, man, better go check it out. And so Nick Nick hung in the tree with me every single day with the camera. Got a lot of cool footage. We haven't released that on my pages yet, but you'll see some of that on Tyler's most recent video. It was crazy, and I plan to go back and hunt this island every year. I mean, I saw so much sign, so much activity, and I might even be going back this year. It all depends on what my trail cameras tell me that I put out on this island. So before I spoil anything, you guys are going to have to wait till next week to hear the entire hunt recap, but let's jump into today's episode where we talk about what the hunt has looked like so far and the upcoming days, what our plans are. It's a good one. Let's jump in. Like he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show, and back again, two repeat guests from last night. We've got Tyler and Nick, and we're going to be talking about what the hunt has been like so far, because we've all seen deer. The island episode. The island. I was, island I was, yeah, I was thinking it on the way out. Island boys. Dude, <laughs> if we... <laughs> Listen, next year, if we come back here, I'm totally getting their outfit and doing like fake tattoos oh, on my face and stuff. I'll get real ones. Dude, I would have crazy. neck, face, everything, tattoos, but my wife doesn't really want it. I will be covered from the neck down eventually. I'll get covered from the neck down, and I think like if I have something like on my shoulder, chest, or back that kind of comes up my neck, I don't mind so much, but I, there's no I, way. I got I a little funny tattoo to. joke is you wouldn't put a sticker on a... A Bentley, a bumper sticker on Bro, a Bentley. Bro, this is this isn't. Do you see that S dime outside? <laughs> well, well that rusted thing. That's yeah. a very fair representation of your boy. Yes. <laughs> Listen, but you drive a Bentley around. What type of people are going to appreciate it? Right. 
versus just a really sick like old f-350 square body that does have some rust you know <laughs> people are gonna be like dude oh that's a funny bumper sticker right you know? true i think i don't know i think bumper stickers are stupid. I, I, I mean think, i think tattoos aren't for everybody it skipped a generation in my family my my grandpa covered my dad not a single one yeah and he gave me a really hard time about getting my first tattoo yeah i uh i made stickers for 10 years for a living yeah, so decals. I can't take decals off. So that's why I don't have any tattoos because it freaks me out. I can't take them off. Yeah. What if you get a tattoo of a sticker? I'll try to peel it off. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be what ironic. I do. I do like the hyper realistic tattoos. Like it, I would never get a monarch butterfly, but the ones where I, it's like a monarch like sitting a on her. Dude, that wolf is sick. Yeah. The the monarch butterfly. Oh wow, uh, dude, that is awesome. I yeah. saw a forearm Thanks. tattoo of it. And it had the shadow. So, I mean, like, if you look at it from the right angle, it looks like a monarch is sitting on the chick's Oh, like arm. the 3D Dude, stuff. Those yeah, are those guys do really, really That's well cool. work. I mean, I definitely appreciate them. And then there's some that are really... Uh, I have a few trailer park tattoos. When, I first, got a tat- <laughs> when I first got my tattoo, I would I used to disc golf all the time. Oh, yeah. And you I, look like a I would go and, like, we'd jump the cliffs before, and then we'd go disc golf, then go back and jump the cliffs. So I'd wear, like, swim trunks, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And I got my tattoo, and... It was so funny because when you have tattoos, everybody tells you about their really crappy tattoo ideas. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, dude, I think so. I'm going to get like all the Pink Floyd album covers on my chest. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, man, that is awesome, dude. That would look so cool. Like, I encourage it, man. I love it. I'm like, <laughs> so my response always like, because I obviously have a bunch of tattoos. I'm always like, no, I couldn't do that. I feel like that would hurt. <laughs> like, and they just kind of look at you because I'll say it super serious and just stare at them until they break. And I'm like, nah, tattoos, Couldn't not for it. me. That's funny, man. Oh, yeah. I like that. But this <laughs> this episode isn't actually about tattoos. tattoos. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the hunt so far because we've all had, I mean, Nick, you and I have had similar hunts because we've hunted for a couple days together now. Yeah. But well, we have, I mean, we hunted together, so our stories are pretty the same. Yeah. But yeah. Tyler, I mean, you've had a totally different experience than us so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although we're now Island boys together. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. Went into the, to the Island and scra- like you guys said, scrapes everywhere. You guys come back from the Island. First off, you're like, this is the greatest place in the whole planet. You're not going to believe it. There's deer everywhere. There's scrapes everywhere. There's sign everywhere. So it's, it's a Jurassic park of white tail animals. Yeah. They're on a different Island. They have different rutting activity. They <laughs> totally isolated. So did uh, you, did you call BS on it? No, I mean, you guys hyped me up. I got on a kayak that was sinking, and I, and I went out there <laughs> Dude, with you guys. That was the best. <laughs> so th- I, I'm having a good time. It's uh, I was supposed to go home today, actually, and I'm, I'm, I'm hunting tonight. So yeah, That didn't take a lot of convincing. No, not really, man. It's <laughs> I just know the workload sitting at home, <laughs> yeah. and every day that I'm not there, it's just like, oh, shit. So, oh, for sure. You, know, but. Y- you and me are the opposite, because like <laughs> my podcast network's been hitting me up all morning like, do you have an episode for tomorrow? Yeah. And I'm supposed to get it to him 48 hours ahead of time. Oh, geez. But I knew I wanted to put an episode out of the hunt that would air while we're still hunting. Right, right. And so I was like, yeah, we were kind my of goal was to do it earlier in the week, but like most people are in bed pretty early because we know we have to get up and hunt right away the next day. And for me, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to, I don't want to inconvenience people by being like, hey, can you stay up? And so Tom was kind of yeah. my scapegoat last night. He wanted to he drill sergeant make it. that podcast happen. Dude, that was it was rough, but it was fun. That was fun. It really was. It was just rough getting started. It took us an hour and a half just to get going. <laughs> yeah. It, it Even hit record though. is what I mean. Yeah. But the whole good, thing was good. I think people enjoyed it. But 
we're going to actually get into details of how the hunt has been so far because you shot, you've killed so far. Yeah. Yep. I'm shot a doe, uh, my third sit, second sit. I think second, it was your second sit. Second sit, yeah. shot a doe off public land. So, um, obviously, we we're saying we're, where we're at, Wisconsin, public land. And yep. that's my first public land, Wisconsin deer in general. And that's that's it. Uh, Tom was jacked. He was jacked, dude. He about blew me off my feet when we did the recovery. He was so excited. I thought it broke my nose. He hugged me so hard. Well, and he took pictures of it like it was his deer. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) He he definitely liked it. Like, I mean, I had a good time too. So it's, uh, it was cool. It was really, really cool feeling. Like he was a big part of that hunt from scouting, you know, everyone that scouted that land and he's a part of it because he scouted it and he's like, Hey, go in here. I think it's good. I went in there. I killed the deer. So it's like, that makes him a part of that hunt. It makes him 100%. a part of that harvest. Yeah, yeah. And then we go in for the recovery and all the stuff. So it's like when we found it, he was just as jacked as if he shot it because he's a part of it. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad he was because that was really cool. That is sweet. So he gave you, did he give you a general idea of where to go or did he have kind of like a setup already? So, so they speed, uh, speed scouted him and Logan, I believe, went in there to this big public piece. Um, I think they walked the fringe of it for the most part and got really deep. And they're like, this this looks good here, but halfway in, there's a lot more sign. So I could kind of see, like, their walking path, what they scouted. And we had a north wind that night, north, 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 northwest wind, so I accessed from the south. Wind at my face, just crept in there real quiet because I was going into hunt, obviously. Yeah. And um, I skirted it same way they did. And I'm planning on going 1.5 miles deep skirting it also scouting walking in stand on my back sticks camera guy intern all this stuff as quiet as we can and i get halfway in and right where they said the most sign was i'm seeing red hot sign rip ripped nice. open scrapes couple rubs and i'm like now i'm like battling with myself do i set up here or do i push 1.5 miles deep because i don't want to be the guy that's three four hundred yards off the road just because it was easy yeah and i'm like oh man there's good sign here but i don't want to cheap out and not go the whole way so i'm like I'm standing there over hot, ripped open scrapes, like trying to decide what to do. I take like four or five more steps and I bump deer. I'm like, dang it, dude. Do you I know knew what it. they were? I knew it. No, it's, I'm assuming it was does. I'm guessing no, no blow, just like a, you know, I noise bump them as yeah. um, they jumped off. And I backtracked like 10 yards. I'm like, all right, scrapes here, trees here. Perfect setup. Got up, got set up. And those deer that I'm assuming that I bumped come right back. They come right back, come nice. right, in, come right into five yards. Nice mature doe, shot her. Bump and dump to doe. Bump and dump. It's it's pretty amazing the bump and dump and like how deer react if they don't smell you or see that you're right. a person. And obviously, it changes depending on how much pressure there is. Yeah, if they're used to people already, that's gonna that's gonna change how they respond. But like, I've watched deer out in the field and had a coyote come through and push the deer out. Yep. And five minutes later, they're back doing the same thing. Like they're yeah. so used to being alert and, and having predatory activity around them that it's just like, Oh, got to go for a little bit. We'll be right back. Right. This, this was like such a soft bump too. Cause it was like, like they're like, it was almost like they were bedded and they're like, Whoa. And they look back and I'm like, just stood still for like maybe two minutes. Like, yeah. cause they, they, you know, you can even hear the, I'm like, they're still like analyzing what the heck was that? Yep. So I just waited it out just for a second and then worked my way back real slow, just 10, 15 yards. Yeah. Like this will work, set up as quiet as possible, and they come right back. That's yeah. awesome. So, well, and I've, I mean, deer bump at all kinds of crazy crap. Yeah. It's, skunks, not, it's not a big deal. Yeah, raccoons walking through. So. It, if they would have reacted slightly different, like blowing or screaming bad out of hell out of there, I'd have been like, okay, can't hunt right here. 
yep. you know, maybe a buck would come through from a different area later, but those deer are probably gone. Yeah. yeah. So it's just especially if you're bumping something specific. Yeah. Yeah. That. So that was what day of the week was that? What's today? Today's Wednesday. Was that Sunday? Sunday night. Or yeah. Sunday evening. Okay. So you got here Saturday, right? Wasn't it Saturday? You guys Friday maybe. Up. Friday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Friday. Okay. So yeah. Tom gave me intel. That he was passed on through one of Logan's guys. Yeah, of, basically. A, a big deer. Yeah, a guy was out there shooting ducks, seen a big buck trying to cross on the island. Or, well, not trying to cross, but on the edge on the of the island. island and bumped him back into it. But he said he was a big shooter. And this, from what we've known, this guy isn't a BSer and he shoots big deer. So he's wouldn't lie to you about yeah, it. Yeah, when people say, oh, there's a big buck, I'm always like, what does that mean It's real. It's relative what mm, a big buck sure. is. <laughs> yeah. and I'm but not, Logan I'm not was saying, like, this guy does shoot means. big deer, so, he so he's not, it wouldn't have been a basket rack yeah. good buck. He's like, yeah, he probably a pretty solid buck. Right. And I'm hunts. not a hunting snob by any means. I'm well, like, after dude, what I seen, I believed the guy. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's been a sweet spot. But so I went out there with Tom day one, and we that hunted. Was didn't didn't see much. When was that? That would have been Sunday. Okay. Right? No, I drove up Sunday. Monday. So that No, would it would have been, been Sunday because Yeah, it would have been Sunday, just kidding. So Because Monday was when I started hunting with you. Yep. So I actually drove up Saturday, hunted Sunday. We found we found a spot. There it wasn't like there was a ton of sign. Um, but we could see from the aerials that there were paths coming across the cattails because well, Again, kind of describe what it, it's just an island. It's a 70 acre island of cattails with oak islands within the cattails. Yep. And you can see from the aerials that there are very distinct trails connecting all of these islands. I mean, they have to walk through a couple inches of water. The main island is cut off from like the main part for like the from the river. Yeah. So it's well, we we do know that they cross there, but it's probably more incentivized to just stay back there. And if they get any kind of pressure. On the main public up there, I mean, it'd be the first place you would go. Yeah. And I, I know people aren't going that far. No. So we, when he told me about it, I was I was getting pretty pumped. And I was like, if we can float into a hunt, if we can float into a spot, like, I'm all about it just for the adventure side of things. Right. I would love to come through and find a deer on public land. And to float a canoe into it, like, I've always thought, man, imagine having a rack hanging out the front of a canoe. So I've, I've said it forever. I've, I've wanted to give a boat ride out to a deer forever, man. Like, yeah. that, that just the thought of that, I, I think, uh, you know, Matthew's archery, like, a couple years ago, on the cover of their catalog was a big, you know, 150-inch whitetail on a flat-bottom boat yeah. from a drone, you know, and oh, it's just yeah. like, that's just like every bow hunter's dream is just to give one a boat, boat ride out. Especially a big one. Especially a big one. Yeah. So, I like, I went out, and the day after you shot yours, I went out, and Aaron came out, and... We got him set up. So Tom and I did a little bit of scouting. He was more hesitant to scout fully and find stuff. And I was like, dude, I want to know. I want to know where to hunt. But we had found plenty of sign. So I'm like, there's deer here. There's bucks here. And I went out that night. And, dude, it was just chaos. I mean, like, <laughs> bucks fighting, trees breaking. Like, they were in an all-out battle. And I still haven't found the spot. Like, I mean, it would be very distinct. We could have been that big, big patch that we've seen that was matted down. It could have There been. was a spot that was, like, all of the tall grass. The whole area was a lot of tall grass. And there was probably a 15-foot area. But it wasn't like a bunch of dirt was tore up. 
there just right. wasn't grass like standing there. Okay. So I'm like, it could have been Nasty. that area, but that's oh, all I'm talking dude, about. Yeah, right that's there. the type so, of picture I want, right? So there. that's from the public land up there that we hunt. That was like me and my buddy. Oh man, yeah, that's dude. a sick story. That actually. is so cool. Oh, yeah. So I go out there and I'm like, I'm looking around for deer, obviously, but all of a sudden I see these three does across the marsh on the other island. They're at 46 yards and they're just as calm as can be. I mean, they hang out and feed and feed and feed and feed. And then I'm hearing bucks fighting very clearly. And I mean, if it, you know, there's always the thought in your mind because you're on public, it could be somebody making that noise. Right. If this dude was making that noise, he had three other dudes and they were actually wrestling while he was rattling. I mean, like it was, <laughs> it, it was that realistic. It was that good. And so I'm like, dude, and these does were definitely paying attention to it. I mean, their heads are up, they're staring and it wasn't close enough to them to where they would have seen it, but then right. that kind of commotion, they've heard it before, and so it didn't spook them off, but they were very alert to it. Okay. And when you say they were fighting, they were, like, fighting, fighting. Oh, Not I'm talking, like, there's probably tips of antlers busted out there somewhere. No kidding. Like, that kind of fighting. And that goes on. A doe and one of her fawns, they go down the island towards it a little bit, just out of my sight. They could have only been five yards. Based on what we've seen so far, that's probably what it was. They just moved a little bit closer. And then they came back, and they got behind the cattails. And I'm like, okay, I can't see them anymore. Well, they crossed, what, 10 yards of cattails on this trail, and I didn't hear a single noise when they came across. They just were in front of me all Snuck of a sudden. right in on you. So I'm like, okay, this is sweet. Those bucks are still going at it down on the end of the island. I mean, this, in my mind, is an hour and a half process, but it was probably closer to 15 minutes. You know, like... That's cool, though. It, it was just nonstop, but it was several fights that happened. <laughs> like, it would stop, and then it would pick up again. And I saw at one point a deer came from that direction, a big... It looked like a big gray-bodied deer, but the sun was starting to go down, and I didn't get a look at the head. I just caught the movement and saw basically from the torso back. Okay. And these deer, are now the does are sitting underneath me. This other deer is definitely didn't come across the trail to my island, and then I continued to hear fighting. And so I'm like, well, shoot. That could have been a buck that got its butt kicked. Another buck came in to the fighting, and now they're fighting. And I'm, like, trying to put this all together. I'm like, dude, I just want to see what is actually right. happening over there. And so, anyways, I wasn't going to shoot a doe. Um, but Tom, I had been giving him updates, and he's like, dude, if, if you don't want the meat, like, we still would love to have a doe for camp meat, and then I'll take the meat. Like, I'd be happy with that. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should. Decided I wasn't going to shoot. And then she just stepped out at 20 yards, gave me a broadside, and I'm like, I'm going to shoot this deer. <laughs> so I draw back, and I shoot. Well, because the because they were alerted to the fighting, I think they were – they didn't seem on edge when they were feeding underneath me, but they must have been because, dude, she ducked that arrow, like hard ducked that arrow. Was she head up or head down? She was head up, but – not like alert head up. Just head up. Right. Just walking head just, up. I mean, she would like feed and then head up and then okay. feed and then head up. And so 
she was walking and picking up acorns and then she just happened to have her head up when I shot and she, she ducked and started to spring forward. And so I looked back at the video, it caught the top of her back, but all I saw was a tiny little bit of fur on her back, but I saw the arrow deflect up. And so I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like I've, I had my first buck I ever shot, ducked my arrow, caught its back like that, but then stuck around and gave me a shot, and I shot it, yeah. double-lunged it. And I'm like, in my mind, that's exactly what happened. And on him, it just broke the skin. That's all. Okay. And so she ducked the arrow. I was like, what the heck? I'm still hearing crazy activity. I wait a little bit, get down, and I go and check the arrow, and only one of my veins actually had any, any sign of impact on it. Just the slightest amount of super light pink. And it was already, it was like not blood, but it was like tissue. So right? you're, you're thinking above the spine, like backstrap area. Just, exactly. Just, just barely caught non, a little bit non, of muscle. Non-lethal. Non-lethal. And I was like, obviously I'm going to do my due diligence, but I know that she ran straight towards Aaron. And I heard her go through, heard her go through the marsh, went straight towards Aaron. So then I'm thinking, all right, he might get a shot. Well, I hear deer blowing over there now, but it sounded like they were way past where these three deer went. And so I, I message Aaron. I'm like, dude, have you seen deer? He's like, yeah, I just had three, maybe four does. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking, okay, they're there. And they were just feeding at that point. So I'm like, she's not even, she's definitely not fatally wounded if she's just feeding. Right. He decided not to shoot a doe. And uh, I get to him after dark, talk to him, and turns out it was her. She was just in there feeding like nothing had ever happened. He's got video of her with just the slightest amount of hair displaced on her back. At one point, he's like, she was sitting there licking it, and he showed me the video. She was licking the fawn. She was licking her back. And then they just hung out and fed and just kept going. So after watching my shot video, watching his video, I'm like, just barely broke the skin. She's fine. She's totally fine. I just had, I mean, it looked like you took a, a a pink marker on a board and then erased it. But that little bit was left, you know, like that's all it was. So I'm, everyone's like, she's fine. He watched the video with me. I watched his video. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, she's totally fine. She yeah. wasn't acting bad at all. I go out the next day. and That was when I came That's with when you. you came okay. with. And so Monday evening? That day was a totally different ball game. We went to this island, and we found just an insane amount of sign. And we're like, we're set up in between. We've only walked 40 yards onto this other oak island. And we found, from where you were with the does, you just moved across the marsh. Yep. That moved that across same the same path marsh. that you said that they came through was yep. silent. You moved across to the other side, and that was just ridiculous sign. It, as soon as we got across, there were scrapes, and we we had only walked what forty yards onto that island yeah, and found that. six scrapes. Yeah, for that. And we set up within four scrapes, find a good spot that we can shoot in all directions, and it was just kind of slow. I mean, really, not a lot of action. It was quiet, too, though. The day you went out there, there was a lot of wind. A lot of wind, yeah. And then the next day, there was no wind. So that that definitely changes the dynamic. So we get set up. I think at that point, you guys had gone and got your deer. 
Yes. Uh, actually, you had the your deer the night before here. Yep. And and we're sitting there, and it's like we can hear some crunching, right? And I was like, dude, there's deer in here right now. And at that point, the sun had already gone down. It was past legal shooting light, so we're already getting ready to come out of the stand. And then we hear a freight train coming through the woods. If you're an avid listener of this podcast, you've probably heard me talking about Infinite Outdoors in the past. Infinite Outdoors is expanding access for hunting and fishing on private land across the country. From whitetail hunts in Missouri to waterfowl hunts in Wyoming and pheasant hunts in Colorado, they provide access to over a million acres of private land listings for all types of hunting and fishing. Best part is, it's incredibly easy to browse and book properties all on the Infinite Outdoors app. The app is free to download and easy to use. All you have to do is sign up and you can browse over 250 different adventures across 10 states. Download the app today and use Nomadic 15 for 15% off your membership. All right, guys, here are a few quick tips to help you increase your deer encounters this fall. A lot of people like to set up on an area because they found a scrape or a rub, but I'm telling you, you need to put more of the puzzle pieces together. If you can find a scrape line or a rub line, especially one that comes to or from water, bedding, or a food source, that is going to tell you a lot of deer are using it and not just one nocturnal buck. Also, don't be afraid to take the day off from hunting and do a scouting mission instead. If you can set up from a distance and glass the area that you're hoping to hunt, you might see exactly where the deer are coming in and out without just walking in and randomly setting up in a tree hoping that a deer comes through. And if you want to save money on the right optics to get the job done right, head over to eurooptic.com and use code NOMADIC10 at checkout. Now, let's get back to the show presented by Vortex. Well, that's so he looks at me and he goes, there's deer over here. And we're sitting there, him and Han, and I don't hear nothing. And, like, I'm trying to get out of this freaking tree. I'm not a saddle guy, and I'm in a saddle, so I'm like, I'm just trying to get out of this thing. <laughs> and um, I'm like, well, you want to see? And I have my headlamp on, just boom, and just flash my light, nothing. Shut that light off as soon as I shut that light off. It sounded just like the whole woods just erupted. Here, come But it from, wasn't, the thing is, it wasn't, wasn't from, from your from light. It wasn't from the direction that he was These things pointing. came... As soon as he shut his light off, we heard these deer. I bet we heard him like 80 yards off, oh, barreling yeah. through from the total opposite direction. And they came sprinting in, and we hear sprinting and grunting, and there's clearly two deer. Like tending. And it's tending grunts. Do, do the grunts. You yeah. do it good. All right. Uh, uh. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you can't, you can't mistake that sound. No, no. You, you know what that sound is. I looked at him, and I go, tending. Is he? Is he? Tending a doe? And that's the yeah. point in Nick's mind where it all came together that the I didn't buck fight him. was actually Yeah, real. I didn't believe him at all. I was He's, like, this dude's full of it. There's no, no bucks way. fighting out here October 10th. October 10th. I was like... Maybe some tickling. Like, yeah. you could see little bucks pushing each other around, but he's like, no, I'm, like he said, there's antlers broke out there. Dude, I could and hear, I, like, I could hear one inch uh, branches snapping. I mean, like, they're crashing through all kinds of stuff, stepping on things. I mean, just beating each other up. Yep. And so that happens. And he's like, dude, is that thing grunting? And I'm like, yeah, it is. And they just happened to stop at 32 yards. I think we, we ranged, ranged it the next day, the next yeah. day where they were. And so he's like, dude, that's a, that's a decent buck. And I'm like, you can see it. 
and I'm like watching well, his face. I, I didn't know if it was a buck. I seen a blob. Oh, sorry. You saw. The, you go there. It is. There it is. He's like there it is, and it's behind a pine tree, so I can't see anything. No. But I'm watching him, and now I hear them eating acorns. Yeah, I mean, you could hear them just it. crunch, crunch, crunch. And I'm watching his face, and he goes, "Dude, it's a buck." And I'm looking at his face, and then his eyes just change, dude. Like, <laughs> as serious as things can get. And he's like, that is a giant. Yeah, I was like, that's a big deer, buddy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where is he? And he's like telling me, and I'm like, dude, I can't see. And so I'm like, with the binos trying to see, but it's behind a pine tree, and it's dark enough to where it's like, you wouldn't be able to fully see everything. Yeah. But he's I, like. once. So like how I even seen him is he looked like a blob. And I could tell it was a deer because it looked like it was moving. But I'm thinking it's a doe. But he was, you know, like they turn around and like itch their ass and they're like biting at it or yep, whatever. Yep. That's what he was doing. And when he looked back forward, his whole rack so moved. The frame came back. And I was like, oh. oh. But when he stopped again and like started looking toward, it blended right back in and I couldn't see nothing. But I, when he moved his whole head, I seen it. You seen it. And I was okay. like, oh my God. So then I'm, I'm thinking like, dude, this, they're here. I knew it already, but now they're actually chasing does, not just fighting each other. They're chasing does hard. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and we can just hear like a footstep every now and then. And when you watch them, I don't know how many deer were just feeding in front of you. It's like, dude, they'll just sit there, and there's so many acorns that they don't have to take a step, and they can pick up 20 acorns. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So, so that's what I'm assuming they were doing. They just sat there and sat there and sat there. That's kind of the problem about hunting these deer out there. Obviously, you got the isolated you know, oak islands and stuff, but you get a couple deer in these little pockets here, and they They're might eat leaving. there for freaking four hours or you know, however yeah, long. Yeah, bed down, hang out. Bed, bed down, get up, eat a little bit, like the couple deer we seen in there last night little six point in a doe, maybe two does. I'm not 100% sure if they're same doe or not, but come through, they come in running. Like doe come in first, buck come in second. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, first thing. And then they just kind of hung out together and ate a bunch of acorns. And But they stayed there forever, worked around through 30 yards. And ultimately, they just disappear too. They're like ghosts in there, man. Oh, yeah. With, with the pines and the oaks. And there's nowhere they can go. And they, they pop up on you they, too. They, mm -hmm. they just slip through. You're like, oh, he's over here now. I was just staring yeah. over here waiting for the next right. movement. And he's actually... Yeah, 10 yards to the left. Yeah, in, so. in that area, man, you have to be so smart about your movement. Like when you're hunting a field edge, you know, you typically know what's coming or you hear them coming from behind you. But on these islands, there's just, there's patches of pine needles yep. and patches of moss, and it's they can move a long ways quiet. without making a yes. single noise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I we agree. were even thinking like that buck um, when we were in a tree could have easily been 60, 70 yards and we could see through the pines a little bit up there, but it does cut off a little bit, but right. they could have been up there and you would think it was dead silent that night. You would have been able to hear them deer. Probably not. Probably not to be honest with you. Yeah. Cause we never even heard them go off. And when we got down from the tree and moved on, we never kicked them. We never nothing. So they did move on eventually. But we never heard him do that, it. That spot's real pockety, too. Like, mm -hmm. walking out, he's super thick, pines. You can't get through, can't get through. You pop through, and then there's a little room, a little 12 by 12 room. Yep. Scrape in the center of it. Yep. And you're like, whoa, scrape right here in this little bedroom-looking area thing. Yep. Go through the next set of pines, there's another one. Another scrape. Yep. You're like, holy crap, this this whole place is just lit up with scrape. Not, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Not rubs like you'd expect to see, but no. I think that's, in, me, in my opinion, I could be dead wrong, but time of year, they're not just laying down sign like they do late October. Yeah. I mean, this cold front's got them moving. It's got them making scrapes fired up, maybe even fighting. I mean, maybe there is big rubs on this island. We've just not seen Half them. Yeah. Could we haven't. Well, and we haven't walked yeah. the grass. In my yeah. mind, 
I, I've seen it in thick cover where they'll just rub a ton of stuff, but I see it almost as like a street sign yeah. on, on edges where they'll go and they do it in such a highly visible area where you can see it from a long ways off. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, they'll just pick out one tree that in, when you're walking, everybody sees it. Yeah. Like, we, we see it. Nobody's going to miss it. You're like, yeah. oh, wow. It's a very there. distinct, like marker, if you will. And we just haven't walked a lot of those areas, but I would imagine there's other ones out. I don't know that the, we would see it more yeah. if it was just covered in rubs. Right. Well, but we did find one yesterday. Yeah. Perfect segue into what we plan on doing today. Well, hold on. Before we segue into that, I need to wrap up my dough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get back because to we're in the tree, and Nick, I can't remember what you first it said. It was literally as those deer were, the, that buck was probably moving off. And Aaron texted me and said, well, found Dan's dough. And you said that, and I was like, found it? Like, that that implies that it's dead. Yeah. And I was, I, I, was I would have never guessed that it would have died. Like, I, the reason I didn't go in and continue to look is because the consensus was, no, she's not going to die. It's not even close to a fatal right. shot. You, you had, like, video verification that she was 100%. alive and well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, when he said that, dude, even now thinking about getting that, like I'm getting nauseous thinking yeah. about it. Like it was just a sickening feeling. Yeah, it does suck. Then to find out she wasn't dead when they found her. And that made it even worse. Yeah, they had to put a second shot on her. They, they had to put a second shot on her. And thankfully, you know, they harvested the deer. But going back and looking at everything and talking with everybody about it, I think what happened is it weakened her back muscles and over the course of the next day, she, I don't know if she bounded wrong and it just dislocated. Well, I mean, you got a buck pushing does in there. It's very, I've, it's very, I've yeah, seen spikes true. kill does trying to push them around. Like I've physically seen that. So I know of a big buck was pushing her on her. I've seen them, you know, they're trying to tend them or whatever. Dude, that could have and happened they, for sure. They set their head on them and push on their back like that easily. Wow. But I mean, the trauma on her back was insane. Definitely it wasn't not, from what the video showed. It wasn't from the from, night before. It wasn't yeah. all from the arrow. There's no Something way. Something major happened to her that ended up doing the rest of the damage. Yeah. But good news, she was harvested, and she was blind in one eye. And she was blind in one so, eye. Yeah. I'll so tell you what I thought. Make it anyways. When I pulled back in the driveway and I see the doe on the tailgate, I'm uh, sorry to jump ahead on you. I'm like, did this thing get attacked by coyotes? That was the first thing that ran through my head because her back was so split open. It looked like to me from 30 foot away that she'd been chewed on or nibbled on yeah. or something. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. And that's just crazy. I mean, you zipped her, and then you seen the video of her licking, and, and she and it looks wasn't like even, she's closed. Like it wasn't nothing. even just a side video. I mean, it was a video from above her, and you could just see what looked yeah. like a little lick mark on her back. That's all that it was, and in the video that I have, it's the same thing. It's just a little like two inch tuft of fur. Right? Not even like a bunch of blood or nothing. No, Not like how literally, it right, literally yeah. no blood. And yeah. they even said there was no blood leading up to where she was. I mean, oh, straight yeah. through the back straps above the spine. Like, yep. That is not normally lethal. lethal. Shot. It's not. The and only so thing that I have seen happened. deer die from it, and the only what infection. Yeah, or, that's, it just. Gets but it's not, not one day later though. No, no it you know, takes weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. So, anyways, they recovered her. Still makes me sick to think about. Like I, none of us, 
some people think that hunters are just like brutal, like, oh, we just want to murder everything. And it's like, dude, no, we want a a good, clean death for these animals. Yes. And it's not why I do it. But in thinking about it, it's like when a hunter harvests a deer, aside from them getting hit by a vehicle and dying instantly, it's the fastest death that they're going to have. Oh, yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've had bad shots on deer, and it's solely the reason I pay much attention to like how I shoot, what I shoot, and my and my equipment is very important to me because you can go to Walmart and get a setup that'll kill a deer, but the likelihood of something failing and hurting that deer is way higher. And so now, like over the past couple of years, because I've made bad shots, and it does make me I can't do I hate you it. You don't forget. No, I don't forget. And so I'm way more picky about my shots. I will pass up a deer even though I could have shot him at – I practice at 60 to 45 yards. So if a deer comes out at 50 yards, I can hit it. Like I have no problem. I, but if it's just not right, it ain't happening. They're so yeah. wiry, and mm-hmm. the variables is – but you that's from like making 35. those bad shots. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't pay any attention to any of that if I wouldn't have had that sickening. You know, I hit a deer in the neck one time because I switched to a four blade and didn't realize that it starts to plane at like 32 yards and the deer was 36. And I mean, I have video of, I mean, my shot looked good. The way that I shot, I didn't pull my head, nothing. And I hit him in the neck and we never found the deer. I don't know whatever happened, but I mean, I know it. 36 yards i can hit that yeah. i go back home i put the i put the, the target at 36 missed the target completely and it was just because it planed because i had a four blade broadhead so now well, i i tune and i'm doing that because i can't like it makes me sick yeah and it's not about you getting a trophy it's no. about that deer not suffering i don't care for sure you, that you know shooting. what i mean like yeah. the fact that it wasn't even about getting the deer it was about like hope she, oh my god she was suffering or oh my god you know i can't believe she actually was like that's what makes you feel and you did that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that that's gonna <clears throat> keep me i mean it's not gonna keep me up at night but it's gonna just check me yeah. and make me go okay what what is ethical to do here right because everybody's got those moments where a buck steps out past your range and you're just like I want that thing so yeah. bad. <laughs> well, but so much worse. Here. So much worse than not getting a shot at it is getting a bad shot on. That's it. it man. And the the opposite of that even is when you're after a big buck and one comes in limping. Yeah. You know he ain't gonna make it. Mm-hmm. You know he's not gonna make it. Yeah. So are you gonna hold off or are you gonna shoot that deer because you know like what you're about? You're gonna help him in the long run. Otherwise, he's gonna get ran down by coyotes or he ain't gonna. It's make gonna it. be a horrible death for mm-hmm. him. For Pe- Perry, yeah. When I talk to people about how far I practice out to, they're like, "Why do you practice that far?" And I'm like, "It's not for first shots. One, I like to see the arrow flight. There's just something about watching <laughs> an arrow bomb into a target. Oh yeah, I absolutely love it. I do long range rifle shooting the same way, but as soon as I shoot a deer, it doesn't matter." If it's 50 yards or 80 yards, if it stops and gives me a follow-up shot and isn't tipping over, I will take it. 100%. There's no reason not to. Right. You know, like, my goal is for that deer to die as quickly as possible. Right. If I put a shot in it and maybe, say, it ends up being a single lung shot, if it stops at 73 yards, I'm going to dial my sight, send another arrow at that. Yep. The worst thing that happens is I miss it or I hit it again. But, like, if I hit it again, no matter where, it's going to assist in leading to a quicker death. Agreed. So I, I've seen deer duck. I watched, an, I watched a video probably last season, and this guy had a big buck in there. 
it was slightly quartering away and he sends the arrow and that buck ducks and turns away from him so fast that it hits it in the back of the head and drops it where it stands. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, it's, it's a crazy video and you watch back. And if you go frame by frame, you watch the point of impact that it would have been. And that deer ducks so much and starts to turn that now where the bottom of its chest was right behind the shoulder is where the back of its head is crazy. And I'm like, dude, it is, it's absolutely bonkers, man. I mean, I've, I've full on missed deer at 50 yards. You know, I'm like staring at the shoulder, looking at broadside, not quartering away. You know, is his head up? Is his head down? Settle in the pit. You go through all these things and you think you're throwing a perfect shot and that deer can react so much in two, three seconds. Yep. I mean, you look at shot placement and then you go frame by frame, like you said, I mean, completely miss an animal at 45 plus yards. Just they can react insane amounts. Yeah. Insane. Even at, at even at twenty, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what my doe was. My yeah. doe was at twenty yards, and if you would have told me that she could duck that much in that fraction of a second, Nuts. I would have been like, "I've seen it. I've seen it at thirty. I've seen it at forty. I've had it happen one time at thirty-seven, but to see it at twenty, that really messed with my mind." Yes. So all that to say, we're going back out tonight, and. Yeah, we are. We're going to, this is your last hunt. Yep. So tomorrow morning is my last hunt. So really this is like, last sit. we put all of our scouting, everything that we've seen from the stand, we're going to put it to use tonight and hopefully connect on something. So while you guys have been chatting away, I've been looking up at the weather. we got an east wind tonight. Completely different than what we've been A having. completely east wind. Complete east Dude, wind. Dude, I've been Whoa. saying all week long we that, that I want a 180 wind. degree shift in and the wind. We just got it, It's going to make the deer Ooh. do something different. Yeah, they're not really going to know what to do. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of things about, you know, killing bucks on east winds because it, it's a, a rare wind you don't get. And For mo- the, almost all of really the country, a, aside from the east coast, that's a very rare, rare wind, wind to get. And so the deer don't really have a good bedding area for it. They just are very uncomfortable. <sighs> I'm getting so pumped <laughs> right yeah. now. So that definitely changes the game because we're not going to be able to go to where we were specifically. But I think if we just kind of move, you know what I mean? I think for sure we can kill one. What do you guys th- uh, do? You have a game plan because you guys pulled stands yesterday. No, yeah, we did too. No, mainly because that stand was a little sketchy. I'll say. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't <laughs> planning I on an east wind, man. I really wasn't planning on an east wind, but this is going to be interesting Good, how yeah. to figure this out. I well, mean, we're going to have to paddle further. Would you guys agree? I think less, right? You think less? I think um, we. I think we could come in. I think this time we come in from the east side. Like off the between the land, like the, so not drop in where we dropped in. No. Okay, so we're in agreement. If we do, we come. We're closer to the boat launch. Right. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Because so, so enter in on the west side. You mean? Because where we dropped Aaron. Yes, off, the west yes. side. You're yeah, coming, where you're we dropped Aaron off. Yes. We dropped him off on the east side. Yeah. We if entered we from are the on the we, side. If we're on the east side still, we just need to be as far north as we can. For sure. So uh, just to preface this, we can access this island from. Southeast and west, but just not north. Well, I guess you can come in. So you can, can, it's just not easy. We can access it from kind of all sides, but it gets really tough. Tough because basically the entire, almost 100% of the west side of this island is is at least 10 yards of thick, thick cattails. Right. Like that you'll sink through. We had to to pull the kayak and I was grabbing 
like, like the yeah, sides of stuff and the roots to kind of pull the the canoe you need waders in. and then make a ton of noise going in. What's Almost. the wind speed on the east? Um, let me look. Hopefully, it, there's a good amount of it. Would be nice. I don't think so. I think it's like five to six. I don't think it's much. It would have been awesome if it was like fifteen. I it's know, not. dude. Can <laughs> you imagine if it just like fifteen? <laughs> Continuous 15 mile an hour east wind tonight. I would say the one thing good it's about probably like five to ten, I think. But let me get here. Low wind speed out there in the island is you're going to get more wind coming off the lake. Yep. So, so like five might which be which is like only going to help us. So what's two crazy to, though? Two to five. What's crazy? So not a two. Lot. Oh, I don't like two. No, me neither. What's crazy with hunting an island too is like yesterday we saw it. It was almost no matter where you entered the island from, it just seemed like the lake was pulling the wind out to it. Yeah. yeah. You know. And you'd think like, oh, okay, on this side. Well, we we uh, put out some milkweed last night. It's been it, – yesterday was west almost all day. And as we were going through the channel between the mainland and the island, you sent some milkweed out. Mm-hmm. What did it do? It went the oh, – like, Are you talking went, about on the water? Yeah, on the water. Yeah. It went straight west. Straight west. Just like a big Instead old of blowing east. Yeah. I mean, that's – the only good thing about this not having any wind is that you can get up against that water and it'll it'll the thermals will take over. But you also have to understand that it will pull in front of you too if you're too close to the marsh on the opposite end of where you want to be. But the right. other thing about the thermals in a in a marsh like that is the the marsh is so much warmer than everything around it yeah, there's or a constant inside pull of it. Up. There's a constant draw up even at night when the temperature is dropping. Yeah. You send that milkweed out, and you watch it clear the trees over the marsh, and all of a sudden it just starts rising. I never even thought about that. Yeah, because, I mean, think about how much heat. Like, you go into that marsh, if you just go and stand there, it's insane. Shallow water, sun's hitting it. It's like warming the water up. For sure. And so while everything else is cooling down, that's a constant higher temperature, and the grass just insulates and keeps that heat in. No yep. kidding. So yeah, when you walk across it like early, early morning, it's almost hard. Like there's so much fog oh, that man. like we were having a hard time at the marsh that me and Brock went to to get across because we couldn't see exactly what direction we were going to get to the point that we needed. We couldn't see the point at all. No like kidding. you could shut your lights off and you can usually see like a like just the outline. Couldn't even see that. No kidding. Like, yeah, that's if, interesting. If Brock got like 45 yards, in front well, that's of me, that's actually it. good though. If you can it's get set bad. up anywhere near that. You know, for sure, and your, your wind and thermals are going anywhere in that direction. They're going to pick it up. Yeah, I just don't great. know how to play it because that channel has a continuous draw to it. It seems like yeah, even on the tapers. west wind, when it would hit above the marsh in between the islands, it would draw it south. Yeah, and I just really don't know because it's only two to five miles. That changes it also. All right, how many of you guys hate dealing with tangled up rope? Trying to untie it. It's all knotted up, and you actually really need it at the time. Don't raise your hands, because I obviously can't see you. But those days are long gone. Rapid Rope is a quick deploy rope solution that you can pull the length you need and cut it all with one hand. You don't need knives or scissors or a lighter to singe the end, because it's cross-threaded to keep it from fraying. Yeah, they've thought of everything. And this is way stronger than your average 550 cord. In fact, this is 1,100-pound test. It comes in a shatterproof canister that you can fit in the cup holder in your vehicle or your backpack or, I don't know, if you still wear cargo pants, any one of the thousand pockets that you have. It comes in a 120-foot canister, a 70-foot canister, and you can get a rope refill. So just in a matter of seconds, 
you could be deploying and cutting rope with one hand again. So if you want to stop dealing with the headache of untying rope and detangling everything anytime you need to tie something down, go check out rapidrope.com and use code NOMADIC for 10% off at checkout. All right, if you're not using Tacticam's Reveal Cell cameras on your hunting property for scouting or monitoring the wildlife, you are seriously missing out. When you pair that with the Reveal mobile app, you can see the action as it's happening, no matter where you are. In fact, I've got trail cameras up in Wisconsin on the land that we hunt, and not only do I get pictures from those cameras sent to me, I can also track the progress of the camera, the battery life, how much memory is left on the SD card, and I can see what the weather's doing at the time that a picture is taken. So I can't think of a better tool for scouting, whether it is close to home or in a totally different state. So if you want to stay tuned into the action or just get into the action, go to revealcellcam.com or tactcam.com and use code NOMADIC for 10% off at checkout. I think the other interesting or difficult thing about hunting this island is, you know, the huntable trees are centralized. Like, it'd be sweet to be able to hunt these edges or by the pond or that, you know, that wet spot. So you have to be in an area where there's trees, trees to hunt. Yeah. So it's like, it's just tricky. And they're, it's hard because you, so we were thinking, we were talking about being, getting aggressive with Colin tonight and trying to set up you guys and us in a position where, like, if we called, both sits are going to be able to have even if we it's just a visual from it. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down for without that. without blowing each other out i think there's a way to do it i really do i think it will be hard to coordinate how to get in though yeah will be the hardest part because from where i feel like we need to get into because of the wind it's that's where the most amount of cattails are so <laughs> so, so sure. could it negatively impact us by going in there and slamming horns and making a bunch of noise could, i don't think so i don't think it could either. so what do we got to lose well yeah it's not going to negatively impact us because this is your last hunt and right. this is throw the kitchen my sink second at to last hunt and i've been wanting to get super aggressive Thanks, guys i'm here till sunday i appreciate it <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> ever since <laughs> well ever since i heard those bucks fighting and then especially confirming that with the buck chasing hard I, I've wanted to just get crazy aggressive. I wanted to get close, though. Did you guys want... bring horns? Uh, I just asked first arm. You got it. Yeah, okay. first arm got it. Yep. First arm. <laughs> so he's going he's gonna to let us use horns. I had, I had Tom's black rack with us. Um, and, I mean, I've used all kinds of stuff. We got scoffed it at. I don't, that. I don't do a lot of... I don't do a lot of calling. <laughs> I mean, said, I really oh, don't. No, you already got antlers. Unless it's like... <laughs> Right in the middle of the rut, I don't do a lot. And right. so I've bounced around from all kinds of different calls, like the fake racks, the bags. Oh, yeah. Um, Whatever And works. so I don't, I don't really care. I'm not the a call guy, where but I'm I think it would be interesting. The yeah. deer where I'm at, they respond when the action's actually hot. And so it's like you could, you could probably Scare use whatever you sometimes. want and they'd come in. Yeah, I've never called this early in the season in any state, me personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always been like a November morning cold morning yep. november in the hills right so like you know october 11th or is it the 11th today yes you know on an island that we boated into which we you know heard bucks fighting and you've seen a good buck in there there's scrapes everywhere so we have all this verification that there's big deer in there the big deer are aggressive they're fighting making scrapes i mean it makes sense to me and you've seen you saw a six point yesterday yeah. right yep and aaron saw several five in uh forks right and so 
It's like, dude, there's no way there's not a couple bucks. Well, and we saw we saw one on the way out on the float out. We had our headlamps on the first night that you came out. We saw, uh, what was it? A one, probably one one ten one twenty twenty. Yeah, and so it's like probably closer to one twenty. He was good. I'm telling you, it the bucks that were fighting, sure they could have been like if they were crazy aggressive, they could have been one twenties. But I think there's two mature mature bucks out there that are just not having it. You said they were fighting for how long? I wish I would have time stamped it yeah. or like so recorded it. It felt like it an hour. Phone. Dude, for real, <laughs> it felt so long, but it was three, maybe four distinct battles. You know like, what's weird is I, I don't know if the, how much truth there is to this, but I haven't seen two 120-inch deer fight. I've only seen big deer fight. No, I've never seen small deer fight. I've seen not them tickle. Aggressively. Not aggressively. I've seen them yeah. tickle, but, dude, they don't want to make that commotion because they know big boy is going to come over and, they and whoop, them, whoop both. them. Yeah. And so... Oh man, dude, I just don't. So that right this there is tells where me I it's wish, probably decent deer. These deer have never. Say so, yeah. yeah, I would well, say after that these, what I've seen and yeah, I would I'm say really that good. these deer have never seen a decoy, and it would be so great to have <laughs> just a, a small buck with like three on one side decoy just, right just now, just a little snot rocket and put it in there. out in the grass, dude. Imagine putting one of those out in the grass and just smacking horns. If there is a bully buck or a couple bully bucks out there, yeah, they're gonna. They might not even give you a shot they might just run right through that deer <laughs> that'd be so sweet <laughs> get it on video Dude, unlike that'd me be sweet yeah <laughs> you gotta hit that record button man so i mean we're we're fixing to go out like right now yeah i'm looking at the. i'm literally looking at the map now to kind of see where we can place ourselves to benefit said calling sequence it's gonna be good to i mean once we get out there on the water we're gonna have a better idea of what the wind's currently doing mm-hmm. and so the nice thing is I've got two pairs of waders in my truck. So even if like Nick and I both had waders on and we did have to enter through cattails, we could just make a ton of noise and just book it through the cattails, pull both boats in, and then we could split and find a, find a setup. I think we hunt. I would like to hunt the big Island on the West side. I, I think you remember where that's we where all up. of the big buck activity that we know for sure has happened has happened there so far. You know yeah. where we we popped in there and looked at that little opening that was right off that point of the, on the M. We would call it the M, the W, whatever. Uh, which is like three tiny little fingers that are islands. I think one guy goes up to those islands and then one guy goes and sits almost where we walked around. Um, we came in on the very very south side and we walked all the way around and it was like real small trees. I think if one guy got on the big island that we've been hunting close to those small trees and one guy got on the top part of that island on the w and we smacked antlers i mean deer this is the thing he was even saying if there's two bucks in there that are willing to fight one might fight one might not and so if we pull the deer that wants to fight or even if he doesn't want to fight the exit route is to you and they're going to book across there. So you got a 130-inch deer that got his ass whooped the other night that ain't having it. And so he's going to get up and he's going to try to move to the mainland. That only way that they go across that mainland is on the north. Not only way, but the main trail to go across. And if he's just sneaking out the back, that's where Well, the water is so much <laughs> deeper as you get farther south on that island. The water is deeper and wider Yeah, where they only have, what is it? I mean, 
10 feet across. Yeah, I mean, they got to walk through some cat, cattails for like 10 yards, and then they're in the water, and then they're back in cattails, and they're back on mainland. Yeah. And that's maybe 45 yards altogether. If you would have t- asked me what I thought would be a good game plan, it would be that same thing. We sit those grass strips yep. that we know the deer are using, yep. that we've already seen a buck on, and we just get close to where they were fighting the other night, and then we get close to where that buck was heading the other night. And both spots I think would be good. And the visibility, like you're not going to have shot opportunities in every direction, but the yeah. direction that they're traveling, you should be able to see them coming from maybe up to a hundred yards away. Right. Which only benefits like someone either to get one shot or like you said, if, if you don't get it done tonight, then somebody else can go in there and do it the next day or something. But I, I do think if we get on this, the South end there, get our wind right, they sit on the north end there, get their wind right, we just smack them horns and go crazy. Do what old first sergeant said and just get real, real aggressive and loud and obnoxious, and we'll either have one come into us ready to fight or one's going to slip out the back and they're going to go straight to you. Yep. And, like, you could even have both happen. That's what he said. If there's two of them in there, which there probably is, if there's two big bucks fighting, then the odds are maybe one of them don't want to fight. I think there's he, a there's a loser to that fight, and he ain't having it. I think there's quite a few hundred-plus-inch deer on that island. I would say that for sure. I mean, there's no way that a couple, a couple forks and six-pointers are making 60 right. to 100 scrapes. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous. It's just not happening. Yeah, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't see it. And I got tons of film of it. Especially, especially, I don't think that there. I mean, I don't know. I don't have enough experience like watching scrapes or having cameras on scrapes to know. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that all of those small bucks are going to be marking that heavily when we know there's bully bucks on the island. That's true. Makes sense. Like if it was me, if I'm a if I'm a 110 pound dude walking into a bar, I'm not going to be going in there puffing my chest to everybody. Right. When there's a couple MMA fighters in there. You know what I mean? It depends. I know some stupid people. Oh, trust me. I, we've all seen the videos online. But I got I some think, friends like that. I think we've got a solid plan. We get out there in the boats. We figure out what the wind is doing. But I really do almost like hitting both ends North of that. and south. And but I think... Let it rip, hater what, chip. What I like, what, or what I think might be a good idea, though is if we get in between the food and those points. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, because I we don't want to be I don't at their be destination on the point. bed. No. We don't want to be at their destination bed because you'll never see them before daylight. No, I want to get, like, so, like, even, like, with him, I think you guys need to come in from the north and figure out a way, whether we have to give you guys the waders to get you off the, the canoe to, to hop up on top of that. that. So you guys are going to be a little bit closer, more aggressive. And we're going to be, like I you don't said, know if, like I, but we don't door. know that. No, yeah, we, know we, that. we would be on opposite extremes of the island. Yes. What I'm saying, we don't know what I, that buck, we haven't found his specific bed yet. Right. So I got know. three options that I think that he's going to be on. Which one it is. So we don't know. Or we're I, putting I, you I could on. be just as wrong as you are right. Like, we're yeah. going to sit the we're two ca- best options, I feel like. That's how the I feel. only other thing that we could do is get close to that pond, like you said. Yeah. But and we we haven't been in there to know if it's grass all the way. And we got a bunch of rain coming to get our our scent out of there. And I think it would be a perfect opportunity if this whole like thing don't work. We let the rain soak in and go in, and I'm going to get real aggressive with somebody once you guys leave. But I'm thinking we I, I'm thinking like if you and I go to the south end of the island, we go as far north in the grass I as think we, we can get. I think we go right here. Can we yep. get in from the north there? And like then you the guys you guys you need to pop there? in right here and get in this finger. Somewhere, 
where you can see across this because the pond is right here. So you guys, this is where you sat last night. Yes. Okay, so where do you want to put us at? And then I think you guys need to go on this finger. The north side. Yes. Wow. And be here somewhere with your wing going that way. You should It should suck into this water. And then us, I think we come down here and we get basically where we sat almost just straight across and get in this or we can go further. But I think if we get in right here, if he's in this, or if he's in this, he's coming this way or he's coming that way. Because there's this this exit route is up on the north end. It's like right there. You can see it right there. Yeah. Oof. That choke point. That, that's what I want to highway. That's there. where we're putting you. Okay. That's, that's where we were thinking about putting you. The only right thing here. that I was going to suggest that you could possibly do is get in the center of the M. You could get in the center one. I would almost get in the center of the M, but get down a little bit. So that but if I, your wind is blowing this way, anything here isn't going to catch you. Is um, that a big oak pocket right there to the north? Yes. I want to be in that. It's. I don't you know how thick kind it is, but it. I think you can get on. I think if I you would, come in here and get on the edge somewhere, if you if we scare deer rattling in this cattails, you're going to be able to hear them or see them if you get high enough. I it, would be it, on the middle of that M or on the left drop of the M. I think like you should be pocket. when you go in there where the the trails lead yeah that's, i agree that's wherever that is be there i'm a big visual guy i know yep. i keep saying that but if i can get in an area where i can shoot 50 plus yards yeah that, that's ideal for that me. cattails i don't know if you can shoot into it from the i don't even know if you could get on the edge of it and still see really far right. um, but you can get damn close or don't, just yeah. don't two take feet tom's in. advice because he'll put you in a spot where you can shoot four yards and see 12. <laughs> I showed you the tree yesterday. That's not the tree. That's the tree. That is the tree he wanted to be. He wanted to be like 10 feet up in this tree. You know tree those, with those no 12 visibility. foot rooms you're talking about? Yeah. That's basically he wanted what to be he on wanted the edge be. of the 12 I, foot room. I would hunt a 12 foot room if I knew there was a big buck yes, smoke in this yes. scrape. I will. But yeah. I mean, that would be that honestly, one of those small rooms could be a really good spot if there's an aggressive deer and you just smash antlers because he's going to come through you're going to hear him coming through and you're going to have to be <laughs> drawn you're going to have to be drawn back there. before he clears that gap little but little I think thinker comes through i just Brrr. picture him popping in and be like oh shit <laughs> like right uh -huh. there. i done fucked up yeah <laughs> i think i think you're right though if you can get into those oaks on that west edge of the m yep you're going to be golden <laughs> you just see a buck popping this is what went through my head you see a buck pop in that room and gets halfway through and you, you hear Mah! and then it freezes and it's like that's when i knew i, I fucked up, up. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, at we this actually, moment yeah. he, he goes he, he knew yeah. <laughs> do you know that <laughs> what we were hoping yesterday was that you would shoot a deer get it on video it would sprint across to our island, and then he would get a video of it tipping over. Oh, that'd you know be how crazy. sick that would be? <laughs> like, camera, switch to camera two. Oh, here. Yeah. I was like, what just happened yep. is we kicked a deer to them getting in here, and we're about to film just stud come flying in here. I'm like, buck, buck. Like, and then he stops. He just tips just, over. Just, just pouring like Dunk. a two-liter. Just <laughs> like, yeah. I would, I would just shoot it. And be like, that was mine. I just slide. I'd slide my <laughs> mechanical blade through it and be oh, like, gosh. no, look, man. God, were we not just proof. were we not just talking about <laughs> how much we love animals? And here's Tom sliding his his <laughs> are his Did you just call me Tom? I did call you Tom, Thomas. Wow. Man, that's, that's because what you said was a Tom saying. That is, yeah, that's something Tom would say. <laughs> but I'm pumped, man. I think we Me got too. a good. What are we at? Oh, dude, we're at an hour. It's yeah. two o'clock. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. We got a boogie, man. <sighs> we got, we got a. Guys, it's happening tonight. I, I hope, think so. I hope so. I think, I think Honestly, we're going to see him. If we Hemington. don't get, if we don't both get deer, 
I think one of us is going to get a good deer and both of us are going to see. Here's, deer. here's my observation. I probably shouldn't say it out loud, but I'm going to see a good deer in there and I'm not going to go home tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I like. what you're saying. I'm going to have to edit all night long so I can stay here. Oh my God. Well, if you need but help, that's going to be worth it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's just a cool experience, man. It's like I said it yesterday. It's, it's something I've never done. It's yeah. it's new to a lot of us. Really, well, so. yep. something cool, and like I never thought about it. I honestly did it because that's how what I like to do. But when we were boating out, I was like, everybody just shut your lights off, dude. That and that was like I, I almost got chills, bro. Like when, and, when oh, you, I do when you turn it off and we were sitting there and like my eyes started to adapt and we're mm-hmm. just like boating out and we're just a bunch Quiet, of buddies hanging out. It was just yeah. like this nostalgic feeling. You're just like, whoa, like this try- is what we're supposed to. You be don't doing. need lights to see where you're going because you can see on the horizon. You can see where all the points of the different mm-hmm. islands and yes. where the mainland is. And so you're like, we just have to head to that. Yeah, yeah it, like I said, it was almost like a like romantic romanticizing this feeling. It was like the wind, and we're bow hunting, we're bow, kayaking into yeah. this. It takes you to me like doing that. Like I said this last night. It's like when you read like adventure books yes. or watch adventure movies, you know, whatever, and then that's. What it should feel like. I, I, I used to brag that I could walk 40 yards off the road in my pre-hung blind and see a 150. But this is just a totally different end of the spectrum that I've never experienced. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I get it. I, see, I get and, it now. Well, <laughs> you know and seeing it, like, like it, it, that's how I hunt. Like I was saying last night, like I do a lot of water access with a canoe and a kayak and John boats and stuff. But like for me... I, I didn't realize over the past couple of years, I've been taking a lot of new guys out and even you're not a new guy to hunting. You know what I mean? But to be able to show someone and who's ex- never done that and experience them to, yeah. that I get a, like the coolest feeling from like, yeah, like to, to, that is. So to go like one level deeper is like we bow hunt because it's difficult, right? Yeah. So then we hunt, you know, private land or public land, whatever sure. it is. Well, public land's typically a little bit harder. Sure. And then you start throwing in the boat. And then the island and all this stuff, and it's like harder, 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 harder. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's just a cool feeling. What it, it makes you feel it's manly, Matt Ranella, right? Matt Ranella has the. Uh, uh, Steve Ranella? No, his Matt brother. Oh. His brother has like the hunt. I can't remember what he calls it. He calls it like the hunt score. Like you go to high fence, sit in a blind, shoot deer over a feeder, very yes. low hunt score. You go to. Uh, a private piece and you shoot deer out of a tree stand higher hunt score if you do it from the ground higher hunt score and he does all of this trad bow dude you know, yeah, keep going, yeah going going dude cool. this is a pretty it's not the highest but it's a pretty high hunt score new piece of ground public land on an island canoe kayak and kayak in. in early october oh we didn't talk about the canoe dude so we we have to talk about this because if we don't, Tom will think we're leaving it out because we feel like we're sissies. Tyler brought us out some McDonald's out, which was awesome. But oh, dude, that was amazing. But, but Can here you do, do that you, again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we better plug it. You you're you're a pretty tall guy. You got in there with your intern, and I remember when you you called me like this isn't going to work. You're going to have to come. Get I was us. like absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. And then I get a text message. I was like, all right, we got to go get him. And we start paddling. And then he texts me back. He's like, I think we're going to make it. I we'll said, be all right. I said, we're sending it. Yeah, we're sending it. <laughs> and when you come across that point, me and me and him were sitting out here after scouting. We were just hanging out on the canoe. Bro, the water. you laughed. Your reaction from my perspective was like, ah, like you I died, died laughing, dude. Because all you could see is like a centimeter of boat. I mean, it just looked like you were floating across there. I'm like, give me some gear. You guys are gonna see. If you would have wrapped a piece of duct tape oh. around the rim of that you would have had twice as much out of the water <laughs> Dude, yes. if, if i rotated my core like one inch water would have poured in the kayak. oh easily you know what i mean easily. i was just like full ab flex and then my backrest there's no backrest so i'm like 
When you like, when you go to relax, then you get more shaky. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Dude, I, I got the lefty righties right when I got in the water. I was like, nope, not happening. There's, <laughs> there's really good single man canoes that would be perfect for this stuff. Like if oh, you're yeah. doing it solo. Yeah. Oh yeah. And well, that flat bottom one with the dough. It just makes me want to hunt like this, even if I have land access to it. To approach it from the water just makes it so much better. I have a private cool. piece that I do that with, and I have an oxbow, and I can get in down the road if it's like a public access. You can get down on the road, and I have no reason to do that because the deer are not used to me it's a, a a property i don't go on very often but i still use that water because it's so deadly they don't care when they see you floating down the river you'll bump bucks off of the like the river the water unit that they're bedding up against it so you can see what's in there and they don't booger them because they just seen you and they're like there's somebody floating back here whatever they'll the water. Come, right yeah they'll a- come right Andy's back. gone too and they don't yep. they're not going to come back and smell around and not smell you you know what i mean and it's bulletproof in situations because the water takes scent and then sometimes especially during the rut they're running those waterways yeah you put your kayak or your canoe right on the edge there pop right there like how high. many how many physical yards are we actually walking on land I've done it. I've done where I'm sitting, like my, you can see the roots of my tree coming out of the creek. Yeah. And I'm right there. So there's, I mean, there's no scent left behind. That's awesome. Essentially. That's awesome. Yeah. Compared to, you know, pushing two miles deep in this piece of exactly. public and you walk past, you know, think of the scent you're leaving, the deer you're bumping, all the stuff. You, we kayaked in how, how far. Yep. And we just pop in 70 yards, 40 yards, whatever it might right. be. It's not a long walk. No. It's like you're not doing a ton of damage. I Nothing. Think, I, and tonight, I mean, it's going to be, you guys are just getting in that tiny little strip. Yep. We're probably just going to hunt right, I would guess, right on the pretty, edge. Pretty much what we're talking about, get your boat where you can hide it and hop in. Like, that's yeah. kind of what I'm doing. We're going to hunt right on the edge of the grass. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I... I want to make sure that the deer can't circle us. Okay. That's what I'm trying to... That's why I want to be up against that water as much as I can. Nice. Because with that, with the thermals, the east wind, not having a lot of wind, they're going to be able to hear long ways. They're going to come... They're going to come barreling ass, I'm hoping. Yep. But I don't want a big buck to try to slip us, and he ain't going to be able to slip I'm us. not going to be if reckless. If he does, he's going to go to you and get <laughs> shot. I'm not going to be completely reckless, but I want to be extremely aggressive. I agree. So We're going to try out first it's gonna be, see what it works. I don't have calls, so I'm going to sit quiet, let you guys make all the noise. That'd We've be got perfect. An extra, you know we've what got mean? an extra tube if you wanted no, to. No, I'm not worried about it. I think I want to get in there, find a good trail, decent sign, yep. somewhere I can see, and I'm going to set up. And just just sit and wait. Let you guys make a ton of courage well, I'll noise. I'll text you. Let you know we're gonna. Hey, we're about to hit. So you can have your bow in your hand and be yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Good deal. Yeah, because I don't know how much you'll be able to hear. Right. We're, we're relatively far away, but yeah. Regardless, first aren't feels like you ain't gonna hear us. So we'll see. I wonder how far we're actually gonna be. We'll have to do a line distance. Yeah, and see, probably like four hundred yards. I would, that's my guess. You think four hundred? I think close to four. I'm probably way off. Which, I just learned on Onyx. Far. Did you guys know the two finger deal on Onyx? Instead of like opening it up and dropping waypoints or doing like the line distance on Onyx, you can literally just hold two fingers on the two points and it gives you the measurement. I did not know that. Five hundred fifty five yards. That's not that's not that bad though. No. Tom Tom got me onto that. I was like, I just did it. It's super cool. You literally look, watch. No way. (laughs) That is cool, dude. You learned something new. That is cool. cool. So I I wanna say something before we get off here. Um, just a little quick tip that I was talking to him about yesterday and we actually did to get in the middle of where we hunted that mucky nasty crappy water that you kind of sink in or whatever go do that like when you go to walk that 20 cover 30 yards boots that cover your boots swamp. in that oh, yeah. nasty swamp water and for some reason dim deer I don't know if it's a 
I don't, you can't beat a deer's nose in my eyes, but they just don't pay attention. Yep. And when I come, like I hunt a lot of coves. If I come all the way up that cove and I get into that mucky, nasty, I leave it on my boots, I'll grab some and pull it up my leg and get it all over me because it just seems like when you touch stuff with that, they just see it as that nasty swamp water. Yeah. yeah. I do good. the same thing with uh, cow pies. Yeah. If I'm walking in, just step in a cow pie and you just walk through. Yeah. That smell is so overwhelming. I mean, think we got, we drove a truck there. So our truck has scent on our yep. boots. Yep. You know what I mean? Our kayak has scent on right. our kayak everywhere. That You get that muck, covers it, creates a layer. Now you yep. take that muck with you all the way to the stand. Yep. Then yep. you don't get that truck scent and all that stuff. So yeah. Makes sense? It's hey, going to be good. Let's do it. So. Let's go. And that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. Man, what an awesome time getting to sit down at Deer Camp, do in-person recordings. And like I said at the beginning of the show, you need to tune in next week to hear how the following days after this recording played out. It was a wild ride. Nick Queen and I are going to sit down and talk about that. And Tyler, he was there. He won't be on next week's podcast, but he was there about 400 yards away from us and he could hear all of the action as it happened. One of the craziest hunts of my life, a hunt that I hope to do year after year and hopefully recreate a lot of the aspects of that hunt so stay tuned for that hopefully you guys are finding success in your neck of the woods in the past three days i've actually had two different people reach out one shot an absolute giant don't know the full score i'm guessing somewhere around 200 inches here in missouri and i had another guy reach out from oklahoma and this buck has to have 20 something points i don't know the full story behind that but who knows maybe i'll get them both on an episode and we can hear all of the details, how those played out. But the deer are moving. I mean, it's insane. From what I saw in Wisconsin, from what we've been seeing on trail cameras, from the stories I've heard from other people, it is not too early to be seeing insane rutting activity. So stay tuned. Good luck out there. Be safe. Be in a harness. If you're in the tree, please wear a harness. It's not worth having some crazy injury falling out of the tree and go check out the xop stuff that's what all of us were rocking this week and i highly highly recommend it so until next time guys always choose adventure and god bless